Greetings, and welcome everybody to episode number six of Make Disciple Makers, where we seek to teach and obey all Jesus commanded. I'm Alec. I'm Ryan. Brooke. And we are excited to take up another topic today with you all. Yes. Before we even say what we're going to do, how are you guys doing? What's going on? How's life? I just chopped off a bunch of my hair. Ooh, mm. exciting. I am going to Kentucky this weekend mm, for nice. seminary classes. Um, so this will be twice in two months. Never thought I'd go to Kentucky that frequently, but I still have like four more trips. So, you know, I'm going to really get to know the area. I'm excited. It'll That's be great. Yeah. Yes. Kentucky's a lot further away from here than I would think. I don't know yeah, why. Like when there, I look man. at the map, Kentucky's way up north, even though it's kind yeah, of like you think it's south. And yeah, maybe it's really because you know Kentucky Fried Chicken. I yeah, think right? that's true. That's the true. The horse, the Derby. It's right? like Ohio. It seems southern. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's up there, man. Yeah. It's up there. Anyway, that's fun. What about that's you, Ryan? Awesome. Um, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure my dog doesn't do something crazy mm-hmm. this time, or the cat. They keep taking off. Uh, you know. Keeping us busy at the, at the vet and stuff like that. So we're getting to know all of them kind of like you're getting to know Kentucky. So I guess that's good. Those are our travels yeah. so far. So. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That's it. Alec? Well. Have uh, you been doing anything fun recently? Uh, I'm trying to have a lot of fun <laughs> following up off our last episode. Um, yeah, we're having a baby soon. Well, Ooh, kind yeah. of soon. We're like halfway there. Um, Emily Claire, my wife, is now 20 two weeks maybe 23 as of when this podcast will be released and when you'd be listening um so we're over halfway there end of august baby is on the way um so we're really excited and um are ready for that um so good stuff today we're going to take up another topic as we are want to do um and apply the word of god to it and we've got a lot of questions and um Something that always comes up, I think, a lot in our ministry, in the church as a whole, uh, because people are broken, and um, and it's a topic that the Bible speaks to, and that is conflict resolution. So if you've ever had a relationship of any kind, <laughs> uh, period, it doesn't matter if we're talking about with your parents or with a friend or whoever, um, there has probably been conflict and um, there is a need to resolve it. And um, the scripture speaks to it in a few different places, but probably the main text that we want to take up and discuss um, and go back and forth on a little bit is Matthew 18, and it's verses 15 through 20 um, that are that are the main, kind of the, the primary spot where we'll jump off, spend most of our time, and then we'll add a couple other texts to kind of support it as well. Um, So Ryan, do you have it pulled up? I do. Will you read um, Matthew 18, 15 through 20, and then kind of start off our conversation, and then we'll we'll add some some commentary as we go as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 15, it says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. 
And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. Uh, I love this passage right here. This is um, this is this is a passage that we can apply for the rest of our lives because as as long as we have a pulse, we're gonna there's gonna be conflict in our lives, uh, whether we bring it on um, or or it comes from anything else. There's there's always gonna be some kind of conflict, just like you said. I mean, we're mm-hmm. we're fallen people, um, so this is one that that's really good to have written on your heart and to know and to be able to uh, always go to. And so, starting in verse fifteen. You know, it says that, um, you know, if, there, if there's conflict between you and someone else, it says, shove it down and let it fester and never talk about it. Sweep ever. it right under the rug. Yeah, just, just pretend that it's, no, it, do, it doesn't say that at all. And, and the reason that we have this in the first place, talking about conflict resolution, is because of how serious God takes unity within his body, within mm. the church, mm-hmm. and knowing that, it, that people weren't going to be perfect, obviously, um, even after becoming Christians and knowing that the enemy wants nothing more than to get in between a brother and a brother um, or a brother and a sister, sisters, you, you get the point. He wants to get in between and he wants to divide. And so here, Jesus is giving us a play-by-play instruction manual handbook of what to do. And the first thing is, hey, if there's something between you and someone else, he- here's an idea. How about you go talk to him? Mm-hmm. And yes, that can be easier said than done sometimes, but man, so many things can happen. Um, and, and, you know, you could have something wrong in your mind or miscommunication, but if we go to them one-on-one first, you're able to communicate, hey, this is what I noticed. This is how it made me feel. Um, and, then, and then move from there and then hear their heart as well. Yeah, there's some helpful... Um there's a helpful word in here, I think, and you mentioned it, that we're talking about the importance of the unity of the church, the unity of the body. And Paul talks about this in Ephesians 4 and elsewhere. Uh, but Jesus is saying, if your brother sins against you, mm-hmm. um, and often this process here, Matthew 18, 15 through 20, is what's known as church discipline. Um, so this is a whole process here that could be a whole nother conversation. So yes, you, you'll see, and you've, you've already heard how if it continues down the road that this involves the whole church, right. but what we're talking about, it begins with individuals um, who there's been sin, somebody has been sinned against, and, and they take it. So we're talking about Christians here right. and Christians who are seeking to maintain unity. So the principle... I think still applies if you have a, a conflict with an unbeliever. I think the idea to still go and talk to them and 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 talk about your your feelings and what has happened and and talk about what has happened to you or against you is still an important principle. Uh, but like we were talking earlier, Brooke said y- you can't expect an unbeliever to act like a believer. Right. So primarily, this context is talking about when a brother or sister in Christ has sinned against you as a brother and sister in Christ. Here's what you do. You go to them and tell them um, 
their fault. And if he listens to you, you've gained your brother. So this is a this is this is an attempt at reconciliation, an attempt right. at peacemaking. Um, and we'll we'll talk about that um, a little bit later. But it's so easy, and I don't know why. I've experienced this in my own life, my personality, my sin nature, whatever. It feels much easier to lift up the rug and s- mm-hmm. kind of sweep some conflict underneath there. Right. Um, I don't really know why that is. Like, I guess it's just not uh, in our culture today. It's just easier to ignore things and sweep it under the rug. We don't want to put in the hard work that it is to to resolve conflict, mm-hmm. or we don't we don't value reconciliation and unity the way that God does. Maybe I'm I'm not sure. I'm just kind of Mm-hmm. spitballing here but like it, it this is this is difficult work but this is also what God has called us to and the end result is reconciliation and joy and unity um in in Christ which is ultimately what we're after and what we're called to guard right well i think and i really like what you said of you know yeah we don't like to mm-hmm. who who's like yes conflict like <laughs> woo finally here we go you know that that's that's not that's not something that we experience, but maybe it's because, or or not maybe because, but um, an added feature to it is that a lot of the conflict today, especially, is not as face to face as it used to be. That's true. So yeah. a lot of the conflict can come through social media, yeah. through text, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and you know it, it can be subtweets, subtweets, <laughs> um, other stuff. I don't even know what subtweets is. That's bad. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, and and it, it's misconstruing messages because we can't read the body language and the tone. Yeah. And was it passive aggressive? Mm. We just don't know. Right. You know, so so that's a whole nother factor. Yeah, um, added into it. I think I think it would be safe to say that. Well, clearly, what Jesus is advocating for here is face to face interaction. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. go and tell him. Right. Um, you know, maybe maybe there are times to you know, to deal with stuff electronically here or there, which is, you know, given in our culture and what's easier. But what Jesus is calling for here is to go and and have a face-to-face conversation, um, which is mature and, you know, and what we're called to do here. So, um, so he, that's important. Jesus wasn't talking about us getting on Snapchat to reconcile things with our brother. I don't think so. What, I don't think right. that's what he had in view. I must view. have read that into it. He yeah. was looking forward ahead. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the little yeah. yellow ghost. Uh, well, and there's something is, like, so much can be misconstrued yeah. through texting, mm-hmm. messaging, even over the phone because you can't see facial mm-hmm. expressions and body language that there is something about just sitting across from someone and looking them in the eye and working things out that is powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's why we want to hide from it is, you know, because it's just easier, like we see, to just hide behind a phone or technology or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people will say things behind a screen that oh they wouldn't gosh. say to your face. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. And, and in applying this to, you know, if you're reading this and you go, well, I have some conflict with someone, but I don't know if they've really sinned against me. Well, just mm. like Alex said earlier, um, we can apply this passage. Yes, this is talking specifically about if they sinned against you, but we can apply right. this passage. Maybe there's just something between you and another believer, and you're going, well, I don't know if it was specifically a sin or, or whatever it is. We can apply this to that conflict as well, because 
Um, what's going on is there, there's there's something there that needs to be reconciled and needs to be brought to light. And there's a huge opportunity for a great relationship gain there too. And so we can still apply uh, at least this first one right here of, of going to them mm-hmm. one-on-one. Um, yeah. And then it says here in verse 16, but if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established. And so this is what this is not is like, well, first off, I like how the the chapter doesn't end there, mm-hmm. right? right? It's like, all right, you did your part, you know? Yeah. Wipe your hands clean of that, you're done, you know? It's because then that becomes more about you and checking a list rather than reconciling with your brother um, and, and maintaining unity within the body. It says, what it's saying here is don't give up. And when it says take one or two others along with you, it's not like, all right, here we go. You know, I'm going to get, get, get my boys, you know, locking arms. We're coming in. No, no, no. We're not ganging up on them. Um, this is an opportunity to grab one or two others um, that are mature in the faith. Um, it would be better if they knew both of you so they could understand it. Um, but it helps the person that you're coming to, that you're lovingly coming to, uh, it helps them to see that maybe it's not just you that has seen this. And, you know, if, if somebody tells me something, I might be going, yeah, well, that, I don't know, but that's them. But if three people or two people now have come to me and told me that together, man, I know that they care that much about me to do that. And now I'm going, oh, okay, wait a minute. Maybe maybe I am in the wrong. And, th- and doing this gives that opportunity. Yeah. So you, we've seen step one is one-on-one. And mm-hmm. then this is kind of, Step two, right? Uh, so that we have a we have a kind of a step by step process, and this is step two, and the the two or three um, the evidence of two or three witnesses is a continuation from Old Testament law that's a demonstration of God's justice. So, if you've got a little cross reference Bible and you're following along, you'll see that this is from Deuteronomy nineteen fifteen. So, the what Ryan was saying about the importance of having other people witness and see what's going on is important because then anybody can say if it's a one-on-one thing anybody can say anything and then right. it's just he said she said right. stuff uh, but bringing others along in the process involving other people is um, is a part of God's character and a part of God's justice that we see even back in the Old Testament that hey you're not gonna you know, that there, if there's an issue, it's not just going to be he said, she said stuff. We're going to get other people involved that can help with the process. And there's going to be more witnesses to this that can that can help you walk through. Um, so that's important that there there's established now. We've got a couple other people that are involved um, if we have to make it to the step two. And and. I think it's important that our desire it w- would be that it's step one. You go that like mm-hmm. that's the desire is that at verse fifteen you've gained your brother back. Right. That's that is our hope. Step two is is not a desirable thing. It's necessary if it's necessary. Um, but what we would hope is that after there's been, hey, I've come to you, brother. I really feel like Ryan that. Um, you know, you when you said this earlier, um, you know, it was an it was an attack on my my witness, and I really felt like it made me look bad in front of other people. Um, you know, did you see that? Mm-hmm. And then you might say, "Oh my gosh, yes, dude! I did not realize that. I'm so sorry." Um, and then we're good. And now we've there's been 
Mm-hmm. I've said what's wrong. You've acknowledged it. You didn't mean it, but there's forgiveness there. And now you, we've we've gained back our right. we're brothers. Like yeah. we're back. We're reconciled. We're back together. And now we're that much stronger. Exactly. Too. And now there's there's a there's a freedom, and then there's a there's a light, and there's this bond there because we've been through this. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, now we're we're going to the next step of of two or three of. Um, bringing two or three other people along. Right. Um, and again, the purpose, gaining back your brother. Right. We're all about reconciliation. We're all about unity. Right. So the, the purpose is not, I'm right, you're wrong. Right. You need to see this. The purpose is, I love you and I care about you enough that I'm going to come to you. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's regaining that, yeah. that unity and being reconciled. Maybe this is the right time to say this to, we talked about it earlier, in the Matthew 18 process, we have to have a Matthew 7 heart. Mm. Um, and, and what Matthew 7 is, is the, you might know, the um, seeing a speck in your brother's eye but not noticing the log in your own. Um, so, you know, how can you say to your brother, let, let me take the speck out of your eye when you're not even seeing this huge thing that's in your own? Mm-hmm. So before you go through a process of Matthew 18 of going and, and telling a brother his his sin or his fault, there first needs to be some self-examination. Right. Is there anything within me that I'm not seeing here that this really might be more my own problem than it is somebody has, has sinned against me? Um, and that might help kind of filter and, and help your conversation when you go to that person. So... Um, go through a Matthew 7 process before you start a Matthew 18 process yeah. Um, yeah. and have the right heart about it. If Yeah, if everyone else's sin is always greater than your own um, in your mind, you're never going to go in with the right attitude or heart or perspective mm. into a conversation like that um, because in your eyes they have sinned far greater than you have. Um, so that's super important, super mm-hmm. important. And in that... that you also don't want to read that and say, oh, well, I have sin too, so I shouldn't say anything because they have sin, but who am I to say anything because I have sin? Well, again, the whole purpose of this is love and reconciliation mm-hmm. and bringing unity. So if if the rule was you can't point out the speck because you also have sin, then nobody would be allowed to say anything to anyone ever, and then Jesus wouldn't have given us Mm-hmm. what he gave us in Matthew 18. So that's that's not what it's saying, too. It's it's the examination of your own heart. Yeah, that's good. All right, step three then says this, verse 17, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. So step three, I really guess we're at four-step process. So step three is if there's still not reconciliation there, now is when we tell it to the church. Now, um, this is why this whole process is called church discipline. Again, it starts on an individual level, uh, but um, there's a few things here that are important for us to point out. One, Jesus is assuming that there is a church for you to tell it to. Right. Um, so here highlights the importance of church membership, of being a part of a local church, called out ones is what Jesus is, is saying here. Um, so if you're a believer, but you're not a member of the church and you're not involved in the local body, then 
this is totally out of context and makes no sense for you. Right. <laughs> um, so the importance of being in community and being a member of a local church is highlighted here in this mm-hmm. in this process. That's good. Um, so that's that's important for us uh, to to remember. So then there's this telling it to the church. Um, this process looks different with different churches, uh, but at the very least, what this is m- talking about in our context anyway would be we're going to go talk to our leadership. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to go, you know, if there's an issue between you and a brother and you've brought two others along, um, and this is a this is a sin issue that is going to cause, it's going to cause ripple effects throughout the body. Again, what we're after is unity. What we're after is reconciliation. And unrepentant sin is, um, is like yeast, you know, mm-hmm. that spreads throughout. Um, the the congregation. So this sin doesn't just sin does not just affect us personally, right. and it doesn't just affect the one person that maybe we've sinned against. Mm. It's going to spread, and that's why this process is so mm. important. That's what we're after. We want reconciliation because we don't want sin to spread throughout the church. Um, so now we've gotten to this third step of okay, there's still unrepentant sin. There's still an issue here. We've gotten other people involved. Now we're going to take it to um, our pastors and, and our leaders. Um, so this, this might look different for different people. You know, you're a student, you know, whoever your closest, your life group leader, you know, whoever an adult leader, um, within the church that you trust and care for can come and then they can bring it to your pastor, um, elders, um, other, other ministry staff, and then we can kind of begin to handle it there. Um, and again, this is kind of, this is step three in, in the process. Right. So tell it to the church does not mean grab the microphone from the preacher <laughs> right. and say, Matthew 18 said, and now yeah. I'm telling it to the church right. or, <laughs> or, <laughs> I mean, we laugh about that, but it also doesn't mean, okay, now I can tell everybody so right. the word will spread throughout again, the church yeah. right. gossip, so that they can be held accountable. No, 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 no that's, no. that's, that's not what it is. No. Uh, at no point in this uh, does it say gossip at all. There is a very specific, trusted yeah. um, way to do this. And so, yeah, go into your pastor, just like you said, Alec, um, life group leader, anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Yeah. And then that, that very last step, again, the whole point, I've said this a million times already, but the whole point is reconciliation and that there would be, um, that there would be, uh, you would gain back your brother. Um, the whole point of this is to save the soul of of whoever is caught in sin, whoever has has um, is sinned against us. Um, and then the last step is let him be to you as a gentile and a tax collector. And that might sound a little harsh, um, but this whole process, if we are going to walk it through, would be a, a long. I mean, this would be a lot of work, a lot of prayer, a lot mm-hmm. of heartfelt conversations and, and a desire to win back your brother. I mean, this is about their soul um, to resolve this this conflict. Um, so if you've gone through this whole process, the other people involved, the church is involved, um, the only last step then is for them to no longer be considered a part of the fellowship. And again, that might sound harsh, but think about the the process that you've been through to to then be treated as you are outside the church 
if you have an understanding of what the church is as a community of brothers and sisters in Christ that love one another, a place where you're able to experience love, where mm-hmm. you able you are um, here to to worship God, you're able to experience the means of grace, um, where you're able to take the Lord's supper, where you're able to to worship and sing praises to God. If you're no longer then a part of that body, what you what you are is is cut off from. God himself. Um, And that's what sin does. It cuts us off from God. So if there's continued unrepentant sin, the logical final step is for them to be treated as as a Gentile. Um, And again, it sounds harsh, but even then, even then, even if the church says, all right, you're no longer a part of us, they would be welcomed back at any point in time if there was repentance of the sin. So that's kind of a long process, it's, but again, it starts with an individual one-on-one conflict resolution, and, and this is the, the process that, that we go through. Um, and making it past step two, Lord willing, hopefully we, we never have to do that. I mean, that, right. that would be awesome. Um, that if every time, if there's conflict, if there's an issue between you or and, a, and a brother or sister, that one-on-one conversation being real, and uh, in an attempt to to reconcile is all we need. That Goals. would that would be awesome. Yeah. You know that that's the desire, um, and and that's what that's what God is after. Um, last comment about this this text in particular, verse twenty says, "For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them." Um, sometimes we like to take this out of context and say that mm. any time, uh, you know, any time, you know you and your, you know, you and your friend and have your Bible out like, you know, Jesus is here, you know, which is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's true. Was he not when it's you were true. having your own one-on-one? Time? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, it's not a false statement, but this is talking about in the context of reconciliation. Right. Uh, which is saying that the heart of Jesus is to, is for reconciliation to happen between uh, two or three brothers. I don't know if you can hear my phone ringing in the there background. Is, Sorry man. if that's true. Um, wireless <laughs> caller. <laughs> if you are calling right now, yeah, please, please hang up. Uh, this is, we, need studio, we need studio <laughs> silence. So anyway, um, in this process of reconciliation between you and your brother, Jesus is saying, I'm there. I'm right there mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. middle of that because that's what I'm about. I'm about yeah. reconciliation mm-hmm. and seeing, uh, seeing repentance happen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I love it. Um, Brooke, you have another verse that, I do. that supports I love this, this well, verse. that speaks to this and, um, yeah, go for it. Yes. Uh, Romans twelve eighteen says, if possible, so far as it depends on you live peaceably with all. And I, yeah, I love that verse because one, it's, it is calling us to initiate that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not try and live peacefully with all if they come to you and try to make peace or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, what, what, when I read this, I'm like, what have I done? You know, if there is some sort of conflict, what have I done to be a peacemaker in this situation? Have I done what scripture calls me to? Um, or am I just kind of like letting it sit, which we know is never going to end well, um, and so that's what I love. And also, it, I think it's realistic. It recognizes that it's not always possible. Um, 
So mm-hmm. it's as far as it depends on you. And like we were saying, you know, here the hope would be among believers that that we could ultimately reconcile. But, you know, if unrepentant sin and, you know, you've tried and you've gone through this process, you can't hold yourself, you know, accountable to trying to go after, you know, that person um, when you have, you know, done what Scripture calls us to. So anyway, I love that verse. Um, just And it's a verse that, I don't know, I, I think really uh, I understood kind of what it looked like when I like walked through a breakup in college. Um, and that was where I first was like, okay, what have I done to initiate peace here? What does that look like? Um, and so... Anyway, it's a great verse, a good reminder. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And it calls us to action. Yeah, right on. Right on that um, same note is uh, in the in the Beatitudes, Matthew five nine. Jesus says, "Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God." Hmm. So we are called to be peacemakers. There's mm-hmm. there's action there. It's uh, he doesn't say peacekeepers, right? Which interesting. This mm-hmm. isn't just about kind of stepping back and making sure everybody's happy and blah not blah blah. Not people pleasing. Yeah, not either. yeah, not not people pleasers. This is this is peacemakers. This is an active word mm. um, where we're we're called to seek out reconciliation and to seek out peace where there might not be peace. Um, so that's that's an important um, important call for us. This has been a good conversation. Yeah. I love it. Deep dive into Matthew 18. Very important. Um, so the, primarily, I, I was just thinking, that this has primarily been about, you know, a, a believer to an unbeliever, more in a maybe a peer mindset or whatever. Mm. Um, we haven't really talked about, you know, if there's conflict within you and your parents or, um, right. you and, you know, some, somebody else that, um, maybe isn't a, an unbeliever, um, or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we said in the beginning, the principles here, I think are, we can take and, and still apply them to those other areas. Again, mm-hmm. there's, there's other scriptures that would come in. If we're talking about if you're talking about if there's conflict with your with your parents um, or, or something like that, you're called to honor your mother and father. That's that's also yeah. a part right. of the command. So, you know, don't say, well, Ryan Brooke and Alex said uh, that I need to tell the church because my mom keeps uh, telling me to clean my room or, you know, or something like that. <laughs> like, no, actually, Easy. you need to be obedient and honor your your mom and your dad like the scripture calls you to. I just, I just didn't want anybody to, to be like, well, what about, you know, what about this? Maybe that's what um, wireless caller was calling about. That, that yeah. was probably For it. Sure yeah. Dialing in. Um, so take these principles and they can apply elsewhere um, and and know that um, there that that Jesus is about reconciliation and is about the unity of, of his church um, and and that's what we're called to to pursue. Um, if you're great. wondering how you do that, um, all you really have to do is say, "Hey, I'd like to have a conversation with you." Yes. It doesn't have to be this big old sit down. Yeah, like I. I mean, I think that sometimes we build it up to be more yeah. than it right. needs to be, which then puts fear or anxiety or like whatever, thinking that it's going to be this like throwdown or something when it yeah. doesn't have to be that. It is always, 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 always better to just deal with stuff 
when it when it happens yeah. and and to not put it off to not sweep things under the rug like we kind of mentioned earlier and I have a lot of stories personally of that whenever I've done that and not taken care of an issue or not resolved the conflict when I needed to and it and it festers and mm-hmm. it builds up and then it turns into something that it never needed to be in the first place I've, I have a lot of personal stories like that um, so it's better for us to just deal with things and and to and to go to our brother or sister, and uh, in an attempt to to reconcile and and resolve that conflict. It's always going to be better to to go for it, and it's as simple as saying, "Hey, can we talk?" Yeah. That's that's all. That's yeah. all it takes. Yeah, that's uh, the kind of the last thing I have to say here is um, if if you're thinking you know, I, I can't do that or, you know, I can't believe what they did. Um, this is not minimizing that at all. And, but, but here's the thing. If you are a believer, if you are in Christ, we don't have the luxury of saying someone else is not worth at least an attempt at reconciliation mm-hmm. when the Lord Jesus himself died to reconcile that person to God. Uh, just as he did for you. Come on, preacher. And so, um, and just and just remembering that is it's very humbling, and it's going. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm a sinner too. Mm-hmm. I'm fallen too. I'm saved by the same grace that that person needs. Um, I, I need the exact same grace. And just remembering that whoever you're going to, if they're you know they're your brother and sister in Christ, they're not your enemy. Ephesians six says, "For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood." but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We have one enemy, um, and that's Satan, and he's trying to get in between you and this person. And so just remembering that uh, really helps when we go to them and going, and, and it's just really exposing Satan for who he is and going, wait a minute, this is what he does. He's trying to get in between us. You're not my enemy. He is. You're not my problem. This thing is right here. Um, and, and going to that is so much better because our conflict with one person is going to impact every other relationship in our lives mm-hmm. um, if it's not dealt with. Yeah. So, Good stuff. Go be peacemakers. Yeah, be peacemakers. Be blessed. Um, thank you for tuning in to this episode. We will see you next week. Adios. Sayonara.